Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Listen in as we discuss all things business, growth, and marketing with business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, founder of Roundhouse, the creative agency, Saul Edmonds. Oh, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Fred Banks from Banks Lawyers around the topic, why a small legal firm can give big service. Fred, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How's, how's your day been? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's, um, you know, the weather's fine. It's, it's um, you know, we're in Queensland, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're nearly, well, it's not, uh, spring is first. September is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't really have the four seasons here, so yeah. No, no, not really. <laughs> but um, but outside of outside of general uh, weather chit chat, um, yeah. for uh, for people who who don't who don't know you, um, just before we get into the nitty gritty of um, what we're going to talk about, uh, could you just give everyone just a bit of an overview of um, of like who you are? Banks lawyers, bit of history, and and sort of the services that you provide. Um, yeah, so I'm a um, I'm a solicitor. Been in practice since um, 1993 um, in Queensland, just practicing mainly in the area of personal injuries. And the firm itself started here in um, 2004, uh, and we're basically um, been focusing in as a specialist personal injury law firm since that time, um, probably uh, not expanding out greatly, trying to give good service, but without um, you know, having a huge overhead so he can, can focus in on the client rather than being a huge business. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you got, yeah, and that's obviously the tagline. Like we, uh, we've utilised, um, I mean, somewhat, you know, the actual tagline for your business because it's obviously a you know it's it's a key it's a key point around how you really do things isn't it yeah well in uh, personal injuries there's um what most people would see is the the huge um law firms with their advertising some of them are listed on the stock exchange and um their their method operation is totally different to ours because they're much more of a um, large business structure which incorporates a lot of overheads and leads to a lot of extra costs and um, and the usual difficulties you have with uh, providing personal service from such um, huge businesses and we're, we're obviously the opposite end of the scale uh, providing that direct service to clients one lawyer from start to finish um, you know it's highly experienced that's that's basically how we operate Sure. Yeah. So you've got, um, you said you've been, um, uh, like since 2004, how many, just out of interest, this is just, um, leading into some other questions, I suppose too, but just out of interest over the, over that sort of time, um, have you, have you got some sort of idea of how many, how many people you've been able to assist in that time? Um, I don't know. It'd have to be a lot, wouldn't it? I don't have a specific number, but I'd, I'd yeah. say it'd be in the thousands. Um, you know, it's depending on obviously smaller to large claims. Some of them um, can take a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, so you can you know, only have a small number of claims in a particular year. 
um, depending on the size of them, but generally you'd probably think, you know, somewhere in the thousands. Sure, yeah. And and are most of them certain sorts of claims? Because, like, as, as personal injury, I guess they would cover um, a range of different types of areas there too. But is, is there one, is there, um, I guess, types of injuries that, that are, are more commonly claimed against or does it vary a lot? And what types of accidents is, um, is mainly motor vehicle accidents mm. um, just because in, um, in our state we have, um, you know, it's a large number of vehicles on the road and the accidents rates tend to follow so you, and everybody's insured through a compulsory insurance scheme. So that tends to be the type of work that we get generally, but it does um, flow on to um, all areas um, the, of law that relate to personal injuries, you know, workplace accidents, slip and falls, um, product liability, and then you have um, aircraft accidents, boating accidents, um, really anything you can think of. Mm. In, in that in that sphere, and then you go um, beyond that to what they call total permanent disablement um, claims, where the um, someone's got insurance through superannuation potentially for um, disability where they can't work anymore. So um, that's that's the extra area that's outside the normal accidents, because you don't need to have an accident to have a total and permanent disablement claim. Sure. Yeah. So we've got um, the, um, so since you've actually been, you know, I guess working on that, well, so when did you, uh, after your studies, when did you actually um, start in this particular area? Was, was it straight into your business or did you work, I mean, for somebody else before, like you started your own business? Yes. So from um, 93, um, until 2004, I was working for, for other law firms, but, but mostly um, law firms that specialised in personal injuries also. Right. So that's, that's obviously where I built up my um, experience and knowledge that I could then apply to my own business. Was that, uh, just out of interest, was, was, was actually some of that um, experience working in those, in those firms at that time a little bit of the catalyst for starting your own business? Um, yeah, it was actually because um, I've worked in the, the big and small firms um, in the past and I've seen the, the good and bad and the different way that's, that people operate. So I've tried to just take the good and incorporate that into my own business and make, and make that something that um, makes the clients more comfortable and happy and also makes me me more comfortable with uh, what I'm doing is the best possible um, service that I can give to the clients but get the you know get the best possible results yeah sure so is is that like that choice um, too about moving into personal injury law um, when you obviously way before you started your own business because there's so many, I mean, there's so many areas of law. Was there a specific um, reason why you went in into that area? Um, yeah, because it's sort of suited my um, 
my mentality, I guess, because I'd always like to to help people, and it was a very um, personal um, type of law that you were doing the um, emotional part as well as the legal part, and that's um, sort of attracted me rather than um, the strict the strict paperwork, um, you know doing leases or contracts or something like that wouldn't um, engage me so much. So I, I always enjoy that part of helping people um, going through what usually is pretty difficult times uh, with injuries and trying to get them a positive outcome and help them get on with um, something in their lives um, as against uh, something that's more strictly paperwork. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a, you know, it's an area that, that, you know, I've had, I suppose, some level of experience with family members in, in, um, who've, who've had accidents, but I've never really, like, I haven't had a great deal of then experience, I suppose, with what happens then with people where they have to deal also with, say, an insurance company and other entities and then not having someone really on their side, you know, like yourself. And I imagine, you know, that for, um, you obviously don't know like the um, you know, percentage of like how many people have a, have a really good advocate for themselves. But like, you know, I, I, I would imagine it's, um, it's maybe not exactly the norm because they have to deal with larger companies where they don't have a level of personal service would you say that that's that's a a true thing to say um yeah it's it's like um in in, um this type of law it's actually comes down to um the person that has your your file is working for you as a solicitor or, or lawyer and what they can provide to to your particular claim Mm. So, so um, what happens is if you have one lawyer through the whole process, it's a bit like having one doctor um, through your treatment. If you change doctors all the time and you um, have to retell your story and half the story gets told or understood and then half of it gets lost and then it gets moved on to someone else. So it never really works if you have multiple um, people helping you with your problem, which in this case, personal injuries claim. Um, so that's unfortunately what does happen in, in these um, other types of businesses where they're more um, changing staff or changing file loads or whatever, whereas with us, we're just like the one person looks after you from start to finish really makes a huge difference just even for... Um, frustration levels of clients because as um as you probably know changing um doctors for instance telling the whole story is actually quite frustrating stressful yeah well that's right i mean like you could yeah i i as as you're saying that too i mean that's that's a that that's exact same scenario here as being um, handed over to different people happens across all sorts of industries, but then the level of frustration and I guess the level of um, like real world impact is then multiplied by 
it, a, a much bigger factor in, in your instance too, because it's okay, say, if you're with a huge big web design firm, unlike someone like us, but if we were some multi-tier kind of firm with heaps of people and you've got account managers, and I know that's the case because that's why, I mean, some people have come to us for um, the um, the very same reason, um, essentially just to have more personalized service, but then you've got them in in your instance, like the impact is so much greater of, of then, um, you know, even just on the emotional level, I would imagine. Yeah. And we, um, but things don't happen overnight. Um, claims do take time. So you're, you always going to have, um, that need to, you know, have, have some kind of consistency in the person who you're dealing with, um, over that time to get a decent result. Um, and also just make your life easier um, mm. as a client. So that's why um, our our model, or the way that we operate, we, we do see a lot of um, clients satisfied with the um, you know, services and the way that things are, are and the outcomes are achieved. What um, level of um, importance do you, you know, it's, this is probably like a leading question, it's where, really obvious maybe to people at this point in time listening to the podcast, but um, what level of importance do you then, you know, place just on that, just that simple idea of actually of, of somebody of, of your client, just simply have somebody to talk to, you know, I know that sounds like a really obvious thing, but it, it would be something that then generally doesn't happen or not, someone but then the same person who like you were saying before they've already gone through the story so and and then and they're more emotionally invested in it which for that person in a personal injury case i i would imagine i mean that's just would be for me thinking about it one of the most important things and the other thing um about that's exactly exactly right but the other thing about that too is um, that you, that's type of law you have to have some kind of empathy, yeah. um, some level of empathy with people, and um, it's not the case for everybody that they have that. Particularly in the legal field, it can be quite dry, um, and the some of the lawyers will um, you know not have that as an emotional side to their personality that they. Um, interact with clients that way um, and that can make it really difficult for people in this very emotional situation that they're in where potentially they're injured they can't work um, they you know they're looking for support and um, and if you if you're not a lawyer that can give them some kind of support from that point of view it makes life really hard for them and for you and you know, doing your job so we we have had clients that come from those those other types of firms that um, couldn't get through to them that you know they weren't whinges they weren't trouble they were just upset and life was difficult and you know could they get help so it's um, yeah it's it's a totally different way of of um, thinking when you have I think that that level of empathy with the client it's interesting isn't it like you can look at the same person the same scenario 
and there's nothing else has changed, but it's, it's completely down to your perception. But I guess also, you know, then like you were saying, the type of person, but why that person that, um, you know, lawyer, you like yourself or, or then somebody else gets into that field in the first place. Like you, you get into it because you, um, you know, you feel that it's important and you want to help people. And that's like a, a genuine reason for starting to do it or you get into it for another reason. And that's obviously going to impact, isn't it? Like that's going to change your worldview on, on like how, how you do everything in your job. It has to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, and I think that that's still not um, detracting from, you're doing a good job. You're getting the law right. You're, you're making mm. sure that all the eyes are dotted, but you're just doing it in a um, in a nicer way with the client and understanding their difficulties. Um, like most of our clients are what I call your mums and dads type clients, so they're not um, sophisticated in the in that they don't have great experience of legal matters. Some of them never have even dealt with a lawyer and they're not doing these claims because they want to. They're forced into doing them because they're injured. They have their conversation. This is the system that we're operating in. So um, it's, you have to really treat people like that with, with kid gloves um, and make life as easy as possible for them um, to get their outcomes. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess in many ways in, any business, you know, if it's, if it was me, you, anybody, the ultimate, like everyone wants to help people, you know, that's, that's a, that's generally good business anyway, like outside of being a especially empathetic person or, you know, then um, generally everyone wants someone to be very good at what they do. And like you're saying to tick everything that needs to be done legally the right way. That's obviously like paramount in, 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 your case, but it's just those little things like they, you know, um, has little things count and they do, you know, they are really important. And then, especially in your instance, like it, it, it can make all the world of difference to people's perception of, of the whole experience, can't it? And, and I think the other thing too, um, Saul, is that with, with people that um, come to us, they recognise that this is, um, you know, it's my business. You know, the outcomes are important to me too because I want to have a business that's, um, you know, that can show success for people because that's how, um, you know, I get further further work and I also, um, you know, give them some kind of value. Whereas, um, whereas if with other types of uh, businesses where they do lots of advertising, they're sort of saying, well, that person, you know, they were more of a commodity. So, you know, I got the settlement and then we got some money and then we moved on. Whereas to me, they're not a commodity. They're obviously an individual, a person that I want to get a good result for and make them um, satisfied that everything is done as best it can be um, so that, that can create a goodwill for us. Yeah. I guess there's a, you know, from an advertising point of view from somebody like, I guess many people that always sees 
things like that advertised in a particular way, the the general impression, um, this is just me, the general impression, not having ever ever used any of those firms, but the general impression I get from advertising in that particular way is that the results um, that you're likely to get or the message that I interpret your your other uh, they're trying to present is that it's going to be simple, straightforward, no fuss. We're good at what we do. You know, it's, it's that sort of idea, which I guess in is a, is, is the general appeal of when people are presenting their brand like that, that we're going to, or that we're like, um, how would you say that we're like a, I mean, like a bulldog, we're going to do, um, a hard job for you but it's funny because then i guess the the implied thing there is that if you don't talk that way you wouldn't be doing a job in the same way but it's it's not really true of course is is that you can actually be doing a great job and work very hard for people and be empathetic as well yeah i think so and and you got to remember too with um in queensland there's some large compulsory insurance schemes, um, motor vehicles, one, work cover, there's the other, um, plus there's obviously your other private insurers. But the the outcomes um, with those firms are based on the size of the firm they're facing. It's based on right. what evidence is being presented and we have the access to exactly the same doctors and the exactly the same barristers um, we go through the same processes so it's they don't you don't get any advantage through being with a large entity uh, in this type of work it's not um, you know you're not talking IBM um, in these situations it's just you're hiring the legal knowledge of the person who's running your file basically um, and their skills so that's why you're um, paying extra money for all the trappings of the, um, you know, all the expensive buildings slash staff slash advertising, but you're not actually getting any extra quality in your result. Yeah. And then there's that key word perception then, isn't there? You know, it's, 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 it's just a perception about, about what that advertising means, which is what I was saying is, is that that's where advertising you know, why obviously um, various forms of advertising in certain ways, despite people's perception, if they were thinking about it and talking with their friends and family, they, you know, people, when, when they're analyzing, they'd get it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's obviously like some people, you know, aren't, aren't silly. Like they understand it's obviously a, a way to present things, but it still has appeal. You know, it's like I'm aware when I like a pair of shoes that I'm being sold to, but I still like the pair of shoes because, but I'm, I'm, I'm maybe even a little bit more aware because it's our, our industry. Like I know when people use certain techniques, but I still choose to buy it. <laughs> you know, I still, yeah, yeah. I still do it. So that's, it still has, it has that influence on your perception, you know, and you go, well, therefore, even if you go, Oh, I know it's probably this, but I'll still do it anyway because it feels like it'll probably work better, even though there's no real evidence. And that's where, 
you know, then someone like yourself, when, you know, it's still its own form of alternative advertising is your, you're presenting, you know, who you are as, as like a, you know, a person who works in a different sort of way, but it still has great results for people. And yeah. then, and you've got then, um, you use a, a no fin, a, a no fin, a no win, no fee model too. Um, could you just sort of like, I know that sounds obvious to people, but what does that actually mean for people when they utilize your services? And basically it just means that they pay at the um, end of the claim. So they come in and see us, sign the documents. Um, we go through the claim. When a result comes in, some get a settlement, some money comes in, that's when they pay. So it's um, obviously there's terms and conditions attached, but that's the basic part of what happens with um, with what we do. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Are you um, also as a part of yeah, us us kind of speaking now? Yeah, are you are you at um, sort of liberty um, to give any um, any uh, examples of cases that you'd like to sort of share? Um, well, I, s- I suppose the thing that I always tell people is that um, that we that we can do anything um, as far as injuries go, and uh, and the the um, sort of examples of that is that um, the biggest case we ever did was a um, was a seven million dollar settlement um, that went through the courts, and it was um, actually at that point in time it was one of the biggest settlements ever in Queensland. Um, and then the smallest case we've done might be a um, you know, minor slip and fall for a few thousand dollars, um, you know, in a supermarket or something like that. So it's sort of that's I think that's probably one of the or two of the best sort of examples you can give because um, people can modify. So they they put us in a um, a file and say so we're smalls, therefore we can only do certain types of cases. Sure. Yeah. But but it's actually um, there's there's really nothing that we can't do and when it comes to it comes to injury claims. We've had all the experience and knowledge um, resources to to handle anything. Yeah. I mean that it's it's interesting point. When you said before, it just it just sort of occurred to me uh, just then as we were talking, when you were talking before about say in bigger firms and there's a person, there's like an individual who in whatever firm that actually handles the case, right? Just an individual person. Yeah. As so ultimately it doesn't like, am, am I right? Am I right then in saying that if it's, if it's you or a bigger firm, there's still mainly just the one person that works on it, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, um, you know, the, in the bigger firms, they do have obviously more staff and then um, different things can be shared around, but that's not necessarily saving the client any money or, um, or giving them a better result. It's just having more people work on the file. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's just really a side effect of having like a larger team, isn't it? Like it's not really, it's not really like a extra benefit to anyone. No, no, no. And then, and, um, the other side of that, of course, is if you 
sent through your email to whoever was working on your file, but that person might have gone to something else. <coughs> so then you mightn't get an answer or they might forward you on to someone else and then you might never get a response that's suitable. Whereas with us, we'll just know the answer because we've been working on the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so that's that's what get the outcome, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that's going to speed things up hugely too. And ultimately, like a part of that, a part of, um, you know, obviously it's completely different like for every every case that you work on, but I would imagine there would be some cases that are, are more time sensitive. Is that right? Um, yeah, there is. And there's, well, all cases are time sensitive in that there's time limits that attach to person to risk claims. Mm. Um, generally, and um, and some more um, that are even more shorter timeframes than others, so that um, yeah, you definitely have to be onto those issues and covering them off um, as part of your service to your client. And the the other types of claims that I, I probably should mention to you too, Saul, is that we do mm. or have done quite a lot of the ones where someone's lost a family member, um, particularly car accidents, and you end up doing a claim for the um, for the whole family because they've all had a um, loss psychologically, mm, financially in that regard. Yeah, so sure. That's, that's another part that we find that, um, you know, if you have a deal of empathy and, um, you know, you, you enjoy helping people, it makes a big difference because you sort of end up helping a whole family uh, through a really difficult time and, and um, you know, it's helping them at least see some outcomes that might be useful to them in the future. You know, children that have lost um, parents and things um, of that nature. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just absolutely, you know, I can't imagine you like really being any other way in in your job, but, um, you know, it's obviously not the case, but, you know, just from my perspective, that would be, I mean, almost like a prerequisite really. You know, but yeah, um, yeah. And that, yeah, but and that's that's the other benefit of like the end of the single person you know, running all those uh, or doing all that work together because the whole family can have some single person to 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 focus in all their um, legal questions and and the knowledge that you gain from um, the family in that situation helps you with each individual case to run it better. Mm. And uh, keeps the costs sort of makes the costs effective for you know because you're not um, replicating certain activities you've already done on one file and another file because it's, you can use it for both. Of course, yeah, yeah. So with with the actual specific um, areas that you uh, provide your services to, what what states do you cover? Obviously in in Queensland, but where else? Uh, we've we've done uh, what we have for we still do do New South Wales matters mm. uh, mostly for motor vehicles down there, and um, so we do a bit of cross border work um, for for people who've had um, car accidents and also um, you know active for people down in in Sydney. Uh, we did have one client who was had a a claim down in Melbourne, but she ended up living up here in Queensland, so. Uh, but that was more related to the um, institutional type cases, right? Yeah. So how 
how soon, like if, if a person has, has had an accident or a person's family member has had, had some sort of personal injury, how soon should they um, act on, on that or get in contact with someone like yourself? Uh, well, we, we know it's always difficult, but, um, but we always say like immediately and um, that's just because not so much, um, you know, you're, you're making a claim. It's more to protect the client in relation to time limits and also uh, makes life easier with the insurers because the uh, if you go to an insurer nine months after the event, they'll just say, well, why didn't you come to us at the start? You know, what's wrong? Why, why haven't you made the effort before now? So you actually think you might be doing the right thing by not bothering the insurer, but you're actually, um, you know, making it worse in your dealings with them because later on they'll say, well, you didn't come to us for nine months, so therefore there was nothing wrong with you. Right. Yeah, in the first place. And so you get that whole, um, it's a strange sort of scenario because people always think, well, the nice thing to do is to wait and then, you know. Yeah, I guess that is true. People would probably think that often, yeah. And then if I feel really bad, well, I'll go and, um, you know, do something about it. But it's actually safer and smarter to just lodge it straight away. And if things do work out okay and you're not too bad, well, then you can just resolve it for a small amount and move on or um, at that point. But at least you've done all the correct procedures to allow that to happen and, and you've protected yourself if something is worse and then you can um, you know, get a get a result more quickly. So, yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. sort of re- there's no sort of benefits to waiting. Yeah, I guess the um, like is is it true to say as well that then the earlier that people get in contact, the um, that level of having the right advice as as soon as possible, I guess, is also a really important point. I mean, people don't know. I mean, most people don't know what they don't know, right? No. Yeah, yeah, and it sort of, uh, and yeah, it provides a sort of comfort to people because they say, yep, I've asked that question, now I know the time limits and I'm going to take these steps or not, but at least they they know where they're heading. No, they love the land, yeah. Yeah, and we don't charge anything if someone wants to you know, get in contact with us and find out um, but not proceed any further, well, that's fine. We'll just let them know the time limits and, and um, you know, it's it's made life easier for them. Yeah. Is there, uh, like being the legal profession, I would imagine a lot of people would then, um, not do that in the first place because they might feel like they're going to get whacked with a whole, whole lot of fees and then they hold off on it also because of that. Is that like, I I would, as a general impression, I mean, that's a bit of a broad, brush to paint on on like the legal profession as as a whole but say if people don't have a lot of experience like if if, if not any experience like they've never had to do anything like this or hardly any other legal related things during their life themselves personally all of a sudden they have to do it if they've got an impression like that i mean that might be the impetus the impetus for them not to act quickly too yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, but it's really it does cost nothing if it doesn't if it doesn't inquiry, um, it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's no no price. So um, that's something that shouldn't stop anyone coming to us. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So as as we're um, as we're coming towards the end of the podcast, I'll just get you, I guess, also Fred to. Um, like we've covered a fair bit of stuff, but is there anything, any other really good um, advice that you can think of the people in in that particular circumstance um, that you would give people about anything really related to it um, that we haven't uh, haven't I've spoken well, about they, already? Well, one of the um, main uh, pieces of advice, which isn't necessarily um, to uh, in any way assist me but it does assist people in general is the, to make sure they have insurance um, for what they call TPD, total pound disablement and, um, and um, potentially um, income protection because that will cover them if they get into a situation where there is no insurance on the other side. Sure. Uh, or if, you know, if there's no if not negligence as they call it. Um, and that's a very important tip for anyone who's, um, you know, it's, wants to look after their life if something happens. So that's not something that any benefit to us. It's just a general observation. Um, and then the other one that people should be very aware of is that um, with household um people that are brought in to do work in your house, you have to be really careful about the um, fact that you've got insurance for them. So, for instance, you might think your household insurance is covering you, but if they're deemed to be a casual employee, as some someone um, who comes in and does cleaning, for instance, right. could be, um, then you should have your work cover insurance for them. I think it's called householders' work cover insurance. And it's actually very cheap. But, um, but, yeah, we have seen a few instances where uh, people have, have not got that insurance and that's really cost them a lot of money. That's an interesting point. I would never have really thought that, but, that's, yeah, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, basically anyone who has a house um, or a home that they bring in um, people to help them and pay them you know, as casual employees, or well, they might think they're casual employees, but the law says they are then um, mm. you're running that risk that an injury happens and um, and you'll be down a lot of money, whereas the household insurance might be, I don't know, $100 a year or $80 a year. It's great insurance right. to protect you on those sort of situations. Even for, yeah. uh, so does that, uh, does that apply to, um, to contractors? Like you have somebody uh, coming to do a bit of handyman work on your house? Well, this gets into the whole argument whether they're casual employees or um, or they're contractors and and yeah. often and you as a uh, consumer as a householder you know you may not know for sure when you bring them in um, but the easiest way to protect yourself is just have the insurance and then if something yeah. happens you're fine so uh, yeah yeah because yeah. we're not lawyers obviously <laughs> we can't um, sort yeah. of sit in the court arguing that point. Yeah, 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 because yeah. I, I remember that um, I was listening to one of the um, Queen's Council, the senior barristers talk. He worked in personal injuries for years, particularly doing uh, medical negligence, and he gave a talk to some doctors and they kept on saying to him, oh, look, there's all these instances where, you know, it's not negligence, you know, we shouldn't have to pay. 
And um, he said, look, you, you may be right, but make sure you got insurance, you know. You know just, just in case. Just have that backup, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's the, as the one like, little sort of, I guess, insight that I've had for myself over the years, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but the one thing that I've always found really fascinating is that the general impression of maybe even with uh, medical too, with like say medicine and law, there's that generally very broad impression of that things are kind of set in stone and that they're very, very clear cut. And I guess in many instances they are, but then there's these sort of these areas that are, that are maybe you'd say they're evolving or they're gray areas. And there's an assumption that that, wouldn't really be the case because you know it's it's the law you know so it would be very black and white but it's yes. not always really the case is it yeah exactly exactly and um and these legislation can change too so right. the law yeah, could say one thing but then next week they change the legislation so that's irrelevant yeah so the rules are changing all the time well that's yeah. that's pretty interesting and, and and really good advice too thanks fred um, so at this point now too, I'll just actually get you to share with everyone, um, a quote, a sort of a relevant quote or a quote that you like as well. And you'd like to share with everyone. Um, well, it's, it's actually one that my grandfather was a, um, sea captain and one of his, um, sayings was that you lose 95% of your intelligence when you go to sea, <laughs> which, which I take it to mean that when you're under stress, you're um, sort of surviving on a few, um, you know, bits of information, knowledge that your brain sort of retained um, to try and get you through. And that's why um, it's sort of relevant to what we do too because, you know, you bring in the specialist lawyers and they can take all that stress away from you mm. and, uh, and make life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, I think there's there are almost scenes. That's a great, that's a fantastic quote. Um, it's almost like a counter uh, or sort of an alternative message there about um, f- um, being able to focus on things. You know, so like a little, a little bit, all the other stuff that we usually have to utilize to do different things. You just get rid of all that, and you really, really focus on like the five percent that you really need. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in, yeah. in order to waterfall the sea monsters and things like when you're at sea. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah, yeah, many years of experience. Yeah. You know, your sort of um, muscle memory. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you also just as the, um, uh, once again, thanks um, so much, Fred, uh, for being on the podcast. It's been fantastic. Could you let everyone know is the very last thing we do about, uh, the best way for people to get to learn more about you and Banks Lawyers and how to get in contact as well. Um, yeah, so you can um, obviously contact us um, if you go to our our website, um, which is the the um, bankslawyers.com.au. Um, then you could um, look at us on Facebook for Banks Lawyers. You'll find us there, and we've got contact details attached to that um, or just ring us we just um, just Google us and you'll find us on Google um, to give us a call or email from that thanks Fred thanks again and so with that in mind that's actually it for today guys 
Thanks so much for listening into our podcast yet again. Before we go, please leave your feedback as well as any suggestions, topics you would like us to discuss in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Grow Business Podcast and we'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Grow Your Business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time here at the Grow Your Business Podcast.